All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and yet another chance to get our acts together. Today is December 15th, 2022 and week 202. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it says faith without works. We're all familiar with the saying faith without works is dead. One place it says so as the body is dead without the soul. So is faith without works. So we're going to take a deep dive into the scriptures and see what that says. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As we typically do, let us go on to a word of prayer before we get started tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for continuing to keep us. Lord, thank you for Helping us to get in our right minds, Lord. Help, helping us to see the truth, Lord. We thank you for how you continue to watch over us, how you blessed us, how you've woken us up this morning, Lord, giving us food to eat, giving us clothing to put on our backs. Lord, we just thank you. Help us, Lord, to always be grateful, Lord. No matter how many times we receive uh, the same blessings, you know, waking up day after day, Lord, help us to appreciate that help us not to take it for granted lord continually remind us that no matter what happens to us in this life help us to remember lord that we still have a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm lord we're praying for the bible study tonight that your word would go forth lord that we would all decrease lord and only you would increase lord we're praying that um something will be said that would help us that would encourage us uh, that would open our understanding just a little bit more than what it already was. And so, Lord, we're praying and we're believing in you for these blessings that we're praying in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Faith without works. Um, I want to look at this tonight because uh, there, there's this... a conversation or, or debate, if you will, about are we saved by faith or are we saved by works? And I want to look at that because a lot of times um, people have different beliefs around a lot of things, which is, which is we understand that's going to always happen uh, in the world. We're not going to all agree with everything. But, you know, it's important for us to go and see what God has to say about it. And so, you know, that's what we ought to shape our beliefs around is what God says. So I want to look at some things tonight dealing with faith and dealing with works, um, because what people don't recognize is that the two are so closely intertwined. Um, they they are so closely related. Um, let us let us go and look at that because I want to look at a few things. Faith and works. We're going to talk about faith and works. Let us run over to the to the verse 
Ephesians 2, and I believe I gave you verse 8, Melvin. Um, let us look at that before we get too far ahead tonight. All right. And uh, we have a comment. Uh, Roderick says, good evening, brothers. Uh, good evening to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you get something out of the message. Um, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And mm-hmm. that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. By grace are ye saved through faith. You know, it is God grace is his mercy that we have an opportunity to be saved because if it were not for him if it were if it were not for god sending christ to die you know there's christmas coming up right around the corner if you celebrate that i understand everybody doesn't celebrate it uh but this time set aside to uh, not open presents not receive gifts but this time set aside to remember what jesus did uh how he was born for our sakes. And so that was by the grace of God. Uh, Nothing we did, we could say we earned it or we deserved it or or God owes us. You know, he was paying us back for a favor. None of that we can declare. It was only and always will be by his grace. So he says, by grace are we saved through faith. He said, not of yourselves. because people want to boast about it. Pick up that next part for us, man. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works now, not because we did anything. See, our works, a lot of times we brag about our own works. Uh, If a person builds a house, they say, man, that was me. I did that all by myself. Their works. We're not, we don't have this opportunity as salvation because of our own works. That's important for us to know because we're going to deal with this faith and we're going to deal with works. So he said, you don't deserve this now. God doesn't owe us this. Sometimes when we do a certain level of things for people because of our own works, we start to feel they owe us. Uh, I've seen people take things from other people because they feel, well, they owe me anyways. They feel I did enough work, so what I'm taking from this person, look, I've let them borrow money, I've given them this, I've fed them, I've given them that. So now we feel we can take something without their permission, because of our own work. So he said, this is not something for you to boast about. Pick up that next part, Neil. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, Mm -hmm. which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. See, something that begins to happen is that people read Ephesians 2, and eight, but we don't continue to read down and get all the scriptures. See, people think, yes, we are saved through faith, by grace through faith. But it's important to note that the works aspect is a part of the conversation. See, he said everything he said 
And he comes on down to verse 10. He said, for we are Christ. We are God's workmanship. He created us, created in Christ Jesus unto. He created us to work. But there's a reason. I I know we don't like to wake up in the morning. (laughs) We don't like to get up early before the sun comes up, especially now since it's cold outside. We don't want to get up and go to work. But that's what we have to do. Because of our own transgression, because of our own sin, that's what we have to do. And so now that we've gotten saved, he said he created you to do this. Created. He created us unto good works. In fact, God, he ordained us to walk in good works. See, people try to take away the works aspect and only hold on to the faith aspect. This is where the problem comes in, faith without works. I know the scripture says, by grace are you saved through faith, but we cannot disregard this part and think we can have faith but not have works. They go together. They're hand in hand. We cannot have the faith without the words. I'm going to show you this. See, I've had many conversations with people about this, and people love to point out having faith. We think having faith is just us opening opening our mouths and saying, yes, I believe in Jesus. That's good. You know, I want to get what the scripture says because you guys aren't going to believe me, but sadly, a lot of people aren't going to believe the scripture either. Go go to the book of James, chapter three. I'm going to show you some things tonight by the grace of God, because James really hits on this. Uh, we're going to go back to chapter two, but I first want to go to James chapter, excuse me, We're going to go back to chapter one. We're going to go to James chapter two right now. Sorry about that. But what is happening is we're doing a lot of talking. But we will not bring in the actions behind it. And God has a problem with it. He has a problem with it. Pick us up in James chapter two. In verse 19, we're going to go back to chapter one, but I want to get something while I'm thinking about it. James chapter two and verse 19. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou See, we're confessing. Well. We are confessing that Jesus Christ has died on the cross. We are confessing that there's one God. He said, if you believe that, you're doing well. But you know, it's more to it than that. Pick up the next part, middle. The devils also believe and tremble. He said, look, just because you believe that, the devil also believes that. Now, this is the scripture. Doesn't it sound like the devil has faith in God to you? (laughs) We say, I believe in God. You know, you hear people say that all the time. He said, you're doing good. The devil also believes. And tremble. He's terrified. Whenever God tells the devil to do something, he does it. 
He has no choice. So if we want to talk about this, the devil also has faith. He also believes. Isn't that what we consider faith as? Believing. Faith, we're talking about faith with our works tonight, though. See, somebody out there has faith with our works. But it's unprofitable. We're going to see. I, I want to go back before we before we really get into this chapter. Go back to chapter one, Mel, for us, please, and pick up chapter one and verse twenty-two. Faith without works. See, he told us over in the book of Ephesians. He created us. He created us for these good works. That's what he created us for. He created us to love one another, to help one another, to do things for one another. He created us for good works. He ordained us to walk in these good works. He told us to walk by faith. And you know what? If you're walking by true faith, you're walking in works. He ordained us to walk in these good works. Walk by faith. I won't get into that. Pick us up, Melvin, in verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving mm -hmm. your own selves. He said, you're deceiving yourself. If you say, I'm a believer, and all we do is just hear the word, but we'll not do it. We'll not put in any work. We'll not put in any action. He said, you're deceiving your own self. You know, again, for us, man, because somebody's not going to believe this. We're still going to hang on to, I have faith, but we'll not live like it. See, God is expecting us to come up to another level. See, I didn't write this. I'm a victim of it. And so once I began to study this and see this, I had to throw in the trash everything that people have taught me, everything that people have said that was not true. Pick us up again, man, in verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You know, it's a sad thing to deceive your own self. We already have enough people in the world trying to get over on us, trying to manipulate us. He said, be a doer, put in the work. Live the way God told you to live. We say we have faith and believe. He said, look, you're doing good. You do well. Thou doest well, the devil also believes. But you know what? We are just like the devil because the devil, he's not living the way God told him to live. He gave the devil the option to. The devil's running around causing people to sin every day. And we're doing the same thing. We are no different than the devil. That's what he was trying to tell us in chapter 2. He said the devil also believes, but the devil won't do it. Only time the devil does what God says is when he commands him. We seen Jesus cast the devil out of um, uh, the man with the legion. We seen Jesus do that. The devils asked him, begged him, if you will, asked him, cast us into the sheep, into the uh, swine, excuse me. 
and Jesus did. They didn't even want to come out of the man, but they had no choice because Jesus made them. See, that's the only time the devil listens, when God directly makes them do it. And you know, that's the only time we listen. When God makes us. But right now we have his word. He said, don't be a hearer only. Don't just have faith and say you believe. Put in some action behind it. We don't want to deceive ourselves. Pick us up in verse 23, Mel. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. You know what? Drop to 26. I, I want to I wanna go to 26. If any man among you seem to be religious. Now look at that closely now. We're talking about having faith in God. We're talking about doing the works of God. You know, God isn't here right now, physically. We are the ones physically here. God is expecting us to do his works. He needs a body. Now, I don't mean to put it in a way that makes God seem limited, because he is not. He can get the job done. But he's choosing to use us to do the job. That's what he's choosing. It tells us he created us unto good works. He ordained that we should walk in good works. Jesus, while he was here, he did many works. He helped so many people. But he told his apostles, he said, look, you guys are going to do even greater. Why? Because they would be walking in the works that he told them to do. They would go and spread the gospel. They would go and change lives. They would go and help the people, feed them, shelter them, lead them into the way of truth. So Jesus told them, you guys are going to do even greater because it was only one of Jesus. He said, but all of you guys combined, we've talked about coming together. All of you guys combined, you guys will do even greater. So now he says, if any man among you seem to be religious, there's a way that seem right, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He said, if anybody around you seems religious, they seem to be saved. We're talking about faith. They seem to have faith in God. They're going to church hearing the word, but they sure won't do it. If any among you seem like they're saved, pick up that next part for us, man. And bridleth not his tongue. This person seemed to be saved. They seem to be saved, but they can't control their mouth. That's what he's talking about. They bridleth not their tongue. They can't control their mouth. You know, all the time people say, oh, I'm sorry, that just slipped up. He said, if there's anybody, now this is the word of God. Now don't get mad at Tony. I know some people get mad at you, man. (laughs) They'll get mad at you quick. They said, you mean to tell me I'm not saved? I'm not telling you anything. I'm telling you what the word says. He said, if any man among you seems, if you don't believe it, pick up your Bible, pick up your scripture, whatever you wish to call it. James chapter one, verse 20, uh, what verse we in? 
I just lost the verse 26. 26. Pick up James chapter 1 and verse 26. If any man among you seem to be religious and can't control his mouth, can't control what he's doing, what do you say, Mel? This man's religion is vain. Man's religion is all for nothing. Hearing a word all for nothing. Because he will not do what God told him to do. See, God told us how to talk. He told us how to walk physically now and spiritually. He told us everything we need to do, how to live. He, t- he tells us, he gives us recommendations. He gives us commandments. But you know what? We don't want to listen to those. See, we're talking about having faith with our works. Talking but not actually doing. He said, if any man, uh, they're here, if, if we're hearers of the word and not doers, hearers only, he said, we're deceiving ourselves. He tells us here, if any man among you seem like they're saved, you know, we got preachers saying all kind of stuff. Uh, I remember a while back, I seen the cursing preacher. Yeah, there's many people like this seem religious. But, you know, it's not just the preacher. Because people are surprised, Melvin, when they see the preacher cursing. But you know what? They're not surprised when they see the person going to the church every week, listening to the Bible studies online. They're not surprised when they see that person talking in an ungodly manner. They're not surprised. But we should be. Because... He tells us plainly, if anybody seems like they're religious, if they're doing religious things, going to church, praying, reading the Bible, saying, I believe in God. He said, but they cannot even control their mouth. And that, and you know what's even worse than not being able to control our mouth? Not even asking God to help us to get past it. Not asking God, God, I want help. To stay out of sin. See, this is about us staying out of sin. That's what this is really about. We seem religious, but we will not ask God to help us to do the works. See, getting out of sin requires some work. It requires something. But we don't want to do it. Pick up that last verse in this chapter for us, Mel. Your religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, Mm -hmm. to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Now, he said, if you really want to have pure religion, if you really want to be saved, if you really want to follow God, he said, you need to do this. You need to get up and get to work. Do the works of God. He said, Visit the fatherless, the widows, and their afflicted. Help be there for people when they're troubled, in their time of grief, in their time of agony. Help people out. He said, but that's not it. Keep, keep yourself unspotted from the world. You know what happens? Those spots, that's sin. You know, every uh, when we put on a pair of clothes throughout the day. Somewhere along the line, you'll get a few spots on it. You'll get some dirt on it. You'll get some grease on it. Some things you, you, you didn't even want to happen. 
It just happens. But you know what you have to do? You have to clean yourself off. Once you find a new spot, you know, as long as you don't know that spot is there, you're not working on trying to clean it. But as soon as you see it, you begin to go to work on it. This is what God is looking for from his people. When we find where we're transgressing, when we find out, God, I've been wrong, he said, get up and go to work. Keep yourself unspotted. This is continually. You continually do this. You're continually washing yourself. You're continually asking God to help you. Yeah, we made mistakes. We, we talked about it last week. All have sinned, but we shouldn't keep doing it. We need to be asking God, Lord, I don't want to be this way no more. I've been this way for too long, for 20 years, 30 years. Lord, help me. I want to do your works. I, I know I have some faith, but that should come with faith. has to come with works. I'll show you. I mean, I, I've shown you already, but I want to continue. Show, flip to chapter two, man. Flip to James chapter two. Let's pick up verse 14 here. Faith without works is dead. It means nothing. The devil has faith. For all of those people who say, all I have to do is just have some faith and just say I believe. The devil believes also, according to the scripture now, according to the book, the devil believes also. But just like a lot of other people, the devil is only a hearer. He's not a doer of what God said. He's only a hearer. You know, the devil can quote scripture better than any of us. I don't care whichever preacher you pick and say, man, that guy knows that Bible. You can pick anyone. The devil knows it better. <laughs> He's been studying for centuries. He's been studying for decades. You know, he, he's attacked God himself with God's own word. You know, sometimes people try to take your own word and twist it up against you. <laughs> uh, isn't that what the lawyer does? I'm not trying to attack any lawyer out there, but uh, we know the lawyer. Even if that person was not guilty of a crime, uh, the police officer has to tell them, look, you have the right to remain silent because whatever you say, oh, it will be used against you. If you're not careful, if you start stumbling at your words, saying things you didn't even mean to say, it will be used against you. You know, the devil, my God, he tried to use God's own words against him. So if anybody knows and believes this word, it's the devil. You know, those demons that I talked about, they, when Jesus came to them, they said, look, are you coming to torment us before the time? They already know the scripture says they're going to be cast into hell. They said, are you already here to cast us into hell? Look, they already know what's going on. People around, my God, good God Almighty, people are walking around today and don't even know that they're on their way to hell. See, the devil's not fooled now. He believes way more than what we believe. He knows he's on his way to hell. But we're walking around deceiving ourselves, thinking we're saved because we're doing some religious things. Somebody said, I was in a Zoom Bible study. I hadn't missed a week yet. And you still won't do the works of God. Faith without works is dead. 
you still won't keep yourself unspotted. There's some spots that we know we have, some, some things that God is not proud of in our lives, and we are still not even willing. My God, he said, my people does not consider. He said, they won't even consider changing. We won't even consider doing right. We said, man, I know this isn't. I'm not doing it. We had a guy tell us that, man. <laughs> God said, my people won't even consider it. I know it says it in the word. I'm just not going to do it. Look, we're no different than the devil himself. He knows it's there. He believes it. Glory be to God. Faith without works is dead. We, we, can't, we can only go around so long talking about how we believe in God. We have to actually do what God said, though. We will not be saved if we don't. He told you plainly. We read in James chapter 1, verse 26. Go back and read it. It's in your Bible. He said, if any man seem to be religious, any man among you seem to be religious. I, did, I, did I give that verse right? It might have been 22. He said, if any man among you seem to be religious. Yeah, that was 26. He said, but he won't control what, the, what he's doing. Saying, man, I just got the can't help it. <laughs> I just can't help myself. You better try. If we ask God to help us, he will. But you have to want it. So now let's pick up chapter two again. James chapter two, and let's go to verse 14 there, Mel. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Now, for those who will not believe this, because I've had many conversations with people, and they just can't get the idea that we actually got to get to work. You know, nobody hires you for a job, and you can just sit on the couch and not get your job. I don't care if you do work from home. They're expecting certain things to get done. They said, man, we got these, these, uh, these different objectives. You need to have these objectives done. They don't care if you stay, do it in the couch, on the couch. If you work from home, they don't care how you get it done. They said, man, get it done. They're expecting some work out of you. If you go to a job, you work at a factory, grocery store, a hospital, whatever, school, there's certain work that needs to get done. And if we don't get the job done, you know, we're not going to get paid. We're not going to get paid. If they tell us time and time again to get the job done and we refuse, it's a man. You're terminated. You're no longer working here. Because Faith without works is dead. He said, what does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he have faith. See, true faith, I'm trying to tell you, true faith comes with works. You cannot have true faith, the true faith that God is calling for without works. The faith that we talk about today is only talk. But the faith that God is looking for Works are involved. We are his workmanship. He created us. 
in Christ Jesus unto good works. He ordained that we should walk in these good works. He said, don't just be a hearer of the word, deceiving yourself. Do the work. Faith without works is dead. He said, what does it profit? To say we have faith, but we don't actually prove that faith. You know, God wants us to prove ourselves. Sometimes people tell you they can do a certain thing, and you know what you tell them? <laughs> prove it. <laughs> you know what you're asking for? Let me see some works. I I've heard you talk all day. You know, uh, <laughs> guys are really competitive. And, and guys, you go to the gym and guys are in there talking trash to each other and, and talking about, man, I, I can beat you. I, I'm better than you. I'm this, I'm that, man. I can shoot better than you. you know, after a while, the other guy said, look, prove it. Let's see it then. You've been talking long enough. You say, I hear what you're saying. Let's see if you can prove it. Go back it up. Let me see your action. You know, this is what God is saying to us. Prove it. If you say you believe in me, if you say you love me, prove it. You know, a woman is looking for that from a man. If a, if a, a husband and wife are married and this man is talking about how he loves her, you know, she's looking for some proof. He said, what you going to do? Are you going to provide? Are you going to take care of me? Are you going to protect me? To the best of your ability, are you going to handle different things? Are you going to fulfill your role? Prove it. If the man goes and beats her and lies to her and steals from her, does all these things, he's not proving his love. See, God is looking for us to prove what we say. The same way we're looking for that. Faith without works is dead. He said, what does it profit? Though a man say he have faith and have not works. Get this next part, man, because people don't believe it. Read that question for us there. Can faith save him? No. Read that again for us, man. Can faith save him? Can faith save him? If he don't have any work? No, sir. It will not. We have misunderstood the word of God. Faith alone will not save you. We can talk about how we believe in God all day. I've just tried to show you. James told us in this same chapter, he said, look, the devil believes. He trembles. He's scared of God. He fears God. But he still won't be obedient. When he has his choice, he chooses the wrong choice every time. Can faith save him? No, sir. No, ma'am. Faith alone will not save you. Faith without works is dead. You know, when something is dead, it has no value anymore. It is no longer, it's no longer any profit. Look, if a person has a pet and your pet dies, there's nothing left for you to do but to bury it. Because now it, it doesn't bring you the same profit that it once did. You used to be able to whistle and your dog came. You used to be able to take your dog for a walk. Once that dog dies, the profit has left. You know, if our faith does not have any works, he said, there's no profit. We might as well bury it, throw it in the trash. It is no profit unto God because he ordained us. He commanded us to walk in good works. This is what he called us to do. 
he told us in one place, by this, all men, all men will know that ye are my disciple. If you have love, you say, where do you get that from? The love. Pick up this next part, Melvin. Verse 15. If a brother or sister be naked and mm-hmm. destitute of daily food, mm-hmm. and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? He said, so what? If someone, if you come upon someone or they approach you, however the situation happens, if they begin to talk to you and tell you, man, they don't have any daily food every day. They don't have any clothing. They don't have this. They don't have that. And you have it. And you say, look, depart in peace. Look, the peace of God be upon you. Peace be upon, peace be unto you. You slapping them and high-fiving them and saying, man, I'm going to be praying for you. Sure it is. Sure wish, man. I'm hoping God do it for you. While we sit in their face and eat a cheeseburger. My God. He said, what does it profit? What what does that profit them? This is the same thing that's going on with us, having, saying we have faith, but don't have any action behind it. He said, it's it's meaningless. It's meaningless. It's all in vain. It is all in vain. Faith without words is Dead faith alone will not save you. See, we've got to get the whole word, we've got to get all the scripture. We can't just read one scripture and think that's it. We need faith, but that faith should translate into something, it should translate into words. When you believe something, you should act like it. You know, if I believe God is going to take care of me. I don't have to go out and steal. I don't have to go out and kill you. I don't have to go and try to take your money, take your food, take whatever you have. That's the action of someone who does not believe God is going to take care of them. That's the action of someone who does not truly have faith. They might say it. But my actions should show you my faith, my works should show you. Pick up the next part for us, man. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. He said, by itself, faith is nothing. If it doesn't have any works with it, faith alone means nothing. Unprofitable. You know, uh, we can have I don't care what kind of car. You can pick the most expensive car in this world. We can pick our favorite car. We can pick the Lamborghini, the Mercedes, the Tesla, uh, the Benz, whatever car we wish to pick. Rolls Royce, limousines, jets. We can pick whichever vehicle we wish. But now if it has a dead battery, (laughs) if this car has a dead battery and will not start. You know, whenever the battery dies on something, we say it is dead. The battery is drained of all the power it has. We say, oh, it's dead. 
And you know it serves you no profit. I don't care if you just got a brand new phone. If your battery is dead, you can't use that phone. You cannot use it because it's dead. It serves no profit. It has no value at that moment until you can find a way to give it some life again, give it some juice again. It's dead. This is faith without works. It is dead. You know, John the Baptist talked to the people and he told them, look, you need to do something. Bring forth fruit. Show. Show that you really are serious about God. Prove it. That's what he told the people. We might not pick that up tonight. My time's running out and I'm already covering a lot of ground tonight. But John the Baptist told him, look, show it. Look, you soldiers, do, do no violence. That's what he said now. He said, soldiers, do no violence. Be content with your wages. And we, we definitely don't believe in that. <laughs> we definitely don't believe in these things. We believe in violence. We believe in being outraged about what we make. I better keep moving, Mel. Keep reading down in this chapter for us. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. He said, you can show me your faith without works. He said, but I'll show you my faith by my works. You'll know that I have faith because of how I'm living, because of what actions I'm taking. Because I'm trusting God, even though I don't understand why God wants me to go through this, why God wants me to go in that direction, I'm still going to live the life he said. Sometimes people for the life of them, they can't see why you still do that. You know, if somebody mistreated you, talked about you, lied on you, whatever, and you still show that person love, people for the life of you, they can't can't understand why you would forgive them. They can't understand why. You would feed them because the scripture told us to. He said, love thy enemy. Those that despitefully use you. Those that mistreat you. He told us to go the extra mile. You know, if you had enough faith, we could do that. We don't have enough faith. See, it takes a level of faith to forgive someone. It takes a level of faith to do that. That's the reason the disciples, when Jesus told them, He told him, look, forgive your brother or sister. No matter how many times they did you wrong, he said, forgive them. They said, Lord, increase our faith. We need more of that because right now we're at a place we just can't do it. Our mouth says we believe in you, but our action is going to be hard for us to forgive them. So they prayed. See, this is what we ought to be praying tonight. Lord, increase my faith so that I can do what you said do. Because some things God told us to do, we said, man, it's so hard for me to do that. I just don't understand why I need to do that. I just don't believe I should have to do that. Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith enough so that we can actually do something. Because some people have a certain amount of faith, but they just won't do anything. You know, he told us in another place, he said, the harvest is truly plenteous, 
There's a lot of stuff around to be done, but the laborers are few. You can't get many people to do it. We can look around today and say, man, why does it seem like the things God told us to do, not everybody's doing it. But all those same people are saying they believe in God because the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Faith without works is dead. If you say you have faith, look, I don't have to tell you I have faith. I'll show it to you by doing what God said do. I'll show it to you. I will show it to you. I'll prove it. This is what God is looking for. You know, God told Abraham, he, he brings up Abraham here. Keep reading down. We'll see it. Thou believest that there is one God, thou mm-hmm. doest well. Mm-hmm. The devils also believe and tremble. We're no different than the devil. If, if a person has faith, they say they have faith and no action. He said, we're no different than the devil because he believes also. But given a choice, he's choosing sin every time. Read for his mail. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith, mm-hmm. that faith without works is dead? He said, won't you know this? Will, will you listen to this? Will you take this in to heart? I'm trying to tell somebody tonight, we cannot be saved if we think we don't have to do what God says. We cannot be saved. Faith alone is not enough. Just declaring Jesus Christ lives. I know we've been hearing that since we were children. Somebody tell us, oh, all you have to do is just come on up to the altar, shake the hands. Just say to the church, everybody, I believe in Jesus. He said, no. He said, it's going to take more than that. That's the start now. I don't, I don't want to mislead you. That's where we start. You don't have to go up to the altar and shake the hand now. I'm not saying that part. But the start is confessing Jesus Christ. That's the start. But we got to keep moving. You can't end there. You got to move from there and start learning what Jesus said and start doing what he said. You don't want to deceive yourself. You know, there's going to be some people. Let's move. Let's, let's run over. I want to get one other thing because my time is about out. In the book of Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. And let's go over. Let's, let's go to verse 20. Go to 18. We'll start at 18. We'll do a little reading really quickly here. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Mm -hmm. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. You can't be saved and bring and do evil things. You can say that you're saved and do evil things, but you will not actually be saved and do evil things. You know, the evil things is what God considers. Evil is not just, well, they murdered someone. Well, they raped someone. They stole a million dollars. They shot someone. That There's way more evil than that. Lying is evil in the eyes of God. Even those small lies that we're telling. Even those small lies. It's evil in the eyesight of God. 
You know, we're fast to talk down upon people, talking bad about them, spreading false, false rumors, bearing false witness. Read for us, man. We're almost out of time. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. You know, he's talking about us. Every tree, he compares us to a tree. He said, if we don't bring forth the works of God, bringing forth those fruit, he said, ye shall know them by the fruit that they bear. The tree is known by the fruit it bears. If you see a tree and it has apples on it, you automatically know that oh, that's an apple tree. You know the pear tree because of what's on it. And so we shall be known by what we produce. If you produce evil things, if you continually produce sin, you're a sinner. You are not a child of God. That's the reason he said, if any man among you seem religious, they seem, they, they, they're saying they're a pear tree, but they're bringing forth oranges. <laughs> if we seem to be saved, we're saying we're saved, but all we're doing is those evil works not bringing forth the works of God. So this is how we will know if we're really saved or not. This is how we really know. You know, people don't have to, you can easily see if someone's saved or not. Let's look at what we do. Read for us, Mel. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. Ye shall know them. We will be known. Jesus told us in another place, by this all men shall know that ye are my disciples. If you live a holy life, if you live a God-led life, people will know. People will know. Read this next part for us, man. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. It's about doing the works. It's about doing the work. We can say whatever we want. Now, this is Jesus talking. He said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. Not everyone that's confessed. Not everyone that's bid and cried and prayed. Not everyone that seems to be religious. Because people today, man, they, they fool us because somebody seemed to be religious. We say, oh, I know they were right with God. Did they do the true works of God? I want to show you something. Read for us, man. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. You know, they did a lot of works, but not the works of God. You know, people are doing all types of works, doing all sorts of stuff, saying it's in the name of God. I've seen people talk about how they're going to kill someone because God says so. We're doing a lot of things, but God is going to have no respect for. You know, I had somebody tell me before. Glory be to God. I, I thank God that, I, I'm, and I'll wrap it up here. I thank God that we know the true meaning behind Christmas. 
If you wish to celebrate, I thank God we know the true meaning. See, I've had people tell me that uh, they're decorating and 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 um, uh, giving gifts all for God. And you know, I don't have a problem with anybody decorating, with anybody putting up a tree, putting ornaments on it, giving gifts. But you know, that's not what Jesus died for. That's not the work of God. You know, I hadn't read yet where he said, look, I want you to go. Hallelujah. I haven't read yet where he said, I want you to go. Decorate your house. Decorate your yard. Put up all these nice lights. He didn't talk about those physical lights. He said, let your light so shine before men so that they can see. Let your light so shine so people can see God in you. He's not looking for a red and, and blue and, and flat green flashing light. No, he's looking for the works of Christ. He's looking for that love. He's looking for us to learn to forgive. He's looking for us to learn to let go of things. He's looking for us to learn to let go of our sins. See, there are sins that we're holding on to, knowing we're wrong. Fornication, homosexuality. We're holding on to a lot of things because our family member is this way or our cousin or our parent or our child. You know, he's telling us you have to let that go, though. See, that's what Christmas is really about, doing the works of God. It's not about a tree. You can put up a tree. That's not, that's not sin. You can, put up, you can put up nice lights. But you know that will profit you nothing to die and still did not do the works of God. And you know what they're going to say? Lord, we did all these wonderful things, though. For Christmas time, we donated. We gave $100 to someone. We gave gifts to the kids at Christmas time. It was some homeless kids out there. God, we gave it to them during Christmas time. That's what somebody's going to say. He said, but what about those other things that you left undone? What about the forgiveness? What about the lying that you did continually? How you couldn't control your tongue? What about the areas where you were not a doer of the word? You only heard that, but you wouldn't do it. This is what God is looking for tonight. He's looking for us to forsake our sins. So God bless you guys. Um, let us add some works behind that faith. Let us add some action behind what we say we believe. God is tired of us talking. He's tired of us talking. He wants to see us do it. So God bless you guys. And at this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Um, thank you, uh, Minister. It was a great message as always. Um, we do have a few questions. Uh, sorry, no, not questions, but a few comments. Um, Kiara is tagging people, um, trying to spread the word of the live stream. So thank you. Uh, Jeremy um, quoted two verses, Philippians 4, 13 and Proverbs 3, chap uh, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Um, Cynthia says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord. Um, let's see. David also says, um, praise the Lord. Sister Betty says, praise the Lord. 
Um, David says, we live and do the things we do because of our faith. Um, I lost my, why does it keep jumping? Faith alone and works alone won't save us, but together works unto salvation. He also says Noah, because of his faith in the word of the Lord, didn't wait for the rain to start, but in obedience to the word of the Lord, started building the ark because of his faith in the word of the Lord. And um, he also says, Jesus showed us his love for us through his works on the cross. Roderick says, if you want to be faithful, you must put in the work or put the work in you. And that's definitely true. And I think those are all of the comments. Um, but one thing we do have to get is um, the whole word. One place it says every scripture is given from the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Every scripture. Um, earlier we covered Ephesians, Ephesians 2 and verse 8, where it says, by faith we are saved through grace. And a lot of people like to stop reading there, but it goes on to say, you know, talk about the works. Just like in another place where the woman was called in adultery and they brought her to Jesus. And Jesus said he who was without sin cast the first stone. People love to stop reading there. But uh, we need to continue on and get the full message when he told her to go and sin no more. You know, um, in one place it says, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed or in works. So we need the works. Um, I'm sure we all know the faith chapter, what we call the faith chapter, Hebrews chapter 11. And it always, um, the, the word did or an action always follow the word faith. By Moses, by faith, Moses did this. By faith, Noah did that. By faith, Abraham did this. So we need the works to back it up. You know, I'm in this category, so I'm getting on myself too. If we say we need to lose weight, just believing that the weight is going to fall off of us won't work. You know, we get out of work and we drive past the gym every day and we're saying, oh, I believe I'm going to lose weight but we're not putting in the work, you know, just like with the scriptures, we have to work out our spiritual muscles. And the longer we stay out of the Bible, the weaker we get, the longer we stay out of the gym, the weaker we get. So if we say we believe something, we just need to follow through with it. Those that continue to the end, those are the ones that are gonna be saved. So that's all that I have to say. I'm gonna make sure that we don't have, um, Janet says, Lord, strengthen my faith. Yeah, we saw the um, disciples, they said, um, increase our faith. And that should be in every single one of our prayers. Lord, increase my faith. So thank you for that comment as well. And I think that's all of them. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys. There's always a good message. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we will see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, blessed, and safe weekend. And until the next time, we'll see you again. Thank you again for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign JoyStorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.